Hello, gorgeous beings. I'm your host, Izzy, and welcome to the Mushroom Magic Podcast. Tonight, we are talking about something that is very near and dear to my heart this Halloween Eve. And that is rewriting the story of a sexual assault that happened a number of years ago. Ooh, we're going deep. We are going deep. I want to share a little bit about my intention for sharing this story. There have been countless moments in my life where I was going through a season or a chapter, healing a memory or walking myself through a challenge. And... I was just brought immediately to the podcast, to the right podcast that I would listen to. And it wasn't so much about what words were being said. It was more about that feeling of somebody just being there with me. Just being there with me as I walked through whatever chapter or season I was walking through, whether it be a healing chapter or a chapter of exciting growth, just being able to feel somebody else's energy changed my life. And I read a quote one time that said, when you're grateful, the essence of the quote said, when you're grateful, you can say thank you, but The greatest thing we can do out of gratitude is to go and do it for someone else. So I'm going to share a story tonight. And this is one of those stories that it's like, well, that happened five years ago. Can't we just put that in the attic? Can't we just not talk about that? But this story is a big story. And also a really important story. And maybe it'll help someone. But even if it doesn't, as I've really sat with this story, what I've learned is that we are allowed to have big stories. We don't need to get our stories to look a certain way, to make them fit a certain way. Yeah, it's fun to refine our stories so we can really create stories we feel proud of. And also, we're allowed to simply have our stories and to share our stories. I coined the word, or I don't coin the word, I I learned the word, the phrase truth-telling, and I throw it around sometimes on my social media. And what I mean by that is not some weird confession vibe, but rather getting to tell our stories, in the integrity of our stories, in a way that really feels like something we're proud of. And we all deserve to do that. At so many points, I thought my story was too big. And I'm going to ground in and we're going to dive into the story. At so many points in my life, I thought my story was too big. And what I want you to know is your story is not too big. Your story is powerful and it's beautiful to listen to your story and to hear your voice and to feel your heart It's not about the perfectly crafted story. It's about the emotion around it. 
That's why I love stories. Stories are sexy. Hearing people's stories, something in me softens when I hear the voice of vulnerability and truth. And I'm like, wow, you walked that too? Even if our story is different, hearing the sound of their voice, feeling their frequency. That is one of the greatest gifts I've ever received in my life. So my loves, let's dive in. Several years ago, an incident happened. I'm not going to share graphic details of the incident because... I don't think that's actually healthy for my subconscious. And the truth is that while, you know, there were very intense things that happened, not just that night, but in the months that followed, there were also lots of beautiful things. And my mind, having had just experienced a significant trauma, was seeing and attaching to a lot of the negative things with good reason. There was a lot of fight-flight energy during those months that followed because my body did not feel safe for good reason. I don't want to get into all the nitty-gritty details of he said, she said, they said because that's not actually that fair. I do want to talk about how this story has taught me about myself, about life, and how I've rewritten this story. I don't have a script, although I have meditated on this story quite a bit. So several years ago, an incident happened. Um, It was Halloween. I was going out. I was sober. To be honest, I didn't really want to go out. I wanted to stay at home. I was always a little bit of a homebody, to be honest. And I often felt very overstimulated at parties. My friends were like, come on, come out. And I loved my friends. And to be honest, I wanted to connect with them. So I said, okay. I wanted to feel like I was part of the festivities. So I went. And the incident happened and... Really, the part of it that was so awful was the social dimension. It happened in front of a bunch of people. I felt really humiliated and really hurt. As it happened, he called me, Izzy money, Izzy money, Izzy money. And I remember just being in shock. I think my jaw was like on the ground. And there was nobody to help pick my jaw off of the ground. I didn't really know how to move forward. I know that my friends hugged me. 
He apologized the next day. I was really heartbroken. I had seen him as a friend. Somebody who I was happy to see out. I had complimented him right before it all unfolded. And I'm going to say something that I wasn't planning on saying, but I just remember thinking, I must be garbage. If he and his friends, there were others involved, can treat me like this in front of other people, and send an apology text and see me the next day when I'm working. I was working at the kitchen, just putting dishes away. And go from acknowledging me to seeing me as invisible. I must be really awful. I must be really ugly. I must be a really, really terrible person. I never wanted to report him and I never did because I knew how important that opportunity or I presumed to know how important that opportunity at college was and I also know how important that college opportunity was for me to be honest that after that night something changed I wasn't the same person it came out of nowhere but I no longer wanted to go out at all I actually really didn't like going out anymore I fell behind in my classes I fell behind at my other job in human resources. My friends kept going out and I didn't feel like I could relate to them the same way. And it makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. And I validate myself in hindsight, but at the time I was blaming myself. 
I was like, you just ruined your college career. And of course I didn't ruin my college career. But I was so angry at myself and I had so much pain, like a rock in my heart. I couldn't even look back to this night for years. What I want to share is that nature of duality. The honest truth is that that behavior was not okay. It's monstrous, it's inappropriate. It's harmful, it's hurtful. And the second piece of it is getting to unravel victim consciousness. I thought when I healed this, it was going to fit into a nice little box. Maybe this cute little tale about how I alchemized Izzy money into being the quantum leaping seven second video TikToker, which by the way was me. who shared on quantum leaping. In business, as a spiritual entrepreneur. That wasn't really me. I didn't really like all the money talk. It felt like I was shuffling money across the table. It always felt kind of weird. And I have to honor that seeing that part of my chapter through is very, very important. Izzy money. Two totally different manifestations of Izzy money. In many ways, those two very separate stories are connected. I so wanted them to be connected because I wanted one experience to lead to a happily ever after, something that could make sense to my logical mind, a form of trauma mastery. And the honest truth is that we as humans are so much more complex (laughs) than that. 
And life is so much more complex than that. Yeah, I could build a home in that identity and in some ways that mask probably for the rest of my life if I wanted to. Eh, I'm skeptical about that, but theoretically I could. Lots of people do build a career in that. But what feels more alive for me is something much gentler, potentially more boring than a quick and feisty seven second TikTok video. but hopefully a little bit more real and a little bit more deep. I thought that the end of that story was going to be in the happily ever after. I thought the end of that story was going to be at the bottom of some bucket of pain when I finally got to the end. I thought that I would finally get to a version of myself that I could just build home in. This isn't actually how self-development and healing and actualizing and growing works. The subconscious is like a spiral. And there are moments in our lives that are very charged And we get to actually allow that charge to unravel and to heal. To bubble to the surface, to be held so that it may soften. I thought that once the emotion softened, I'd want to be friends with those guys. It's hard because some of them I had considered my friends and it's also hard because if he had just asked I likely would have said yes what really hurt me was the violation of space and then the weird power dynamics that unfolded. That really affected me in deep ways, emotionally, physically, spiritually, intellectually, academically, financially, it really affected me. And so I wanted to, in my own healing journey, 
since then and I've walked through many parts of this healing journey but I wanted to get to the end and to have this happily ever after and the truth is that sometimes the most healed thing that we can do is we can just say yeah so those people are not in my inner circle (laughs) that wasn't it We don't need to rush the healing and the processing. I know that there are certain emotions that come up now that didn't have the capacity or the space to come up before because there was no safe space. My nervous system didn't have the capacity or I wasn't in the physical space to really honor myself. We don't need to reach this place where we've become like a traumaless robot because that's not even possible. This is our subconscious. There's the individual psych and the collective psych. And I feel very strongly that the sooner we can just accept that hard things happen in this life and we get to honor the experience of learning from all of our experiences in life, whether it be the challenging moment in school or the moment where We're quantum leaping on TikTok. We get to honor the full lived experience of our reality. And there is no right or wrong way to do it. This idea of happily ever after and get to some place. My question is, who told you that there's a place to arrive at? Who told you how the ending of this story should look? And what was their agenda? Every single one of your experiences is sacred. Every single one of your stories is sacred. And the only time things get a little bit complicated is when we start having feelings about our feelings. When we start feeling like, I should have already worked through this, or I should feel this way about this person, or I should feel this way about this. That's when things start getting all knotted up and twisted and confusing. And the invitation really is reality, to just meet ourselves in reality. It's Halloween. 
my friends texted me. And the truth is, I like taking Halloween for meditation and to be in my own energy. That's what I like to do. There's lots of sexy angles I could take now on consent, on honoring the body, on how through consent and honoring the body we find really empowered, bubbly, gentle pleasure within ourselves and within our dynamics with others. And that's true. We really do. But those bubbly, gentle sensations, and I'm feeling them right now, I feel really good and really peaceful. Those don't come about through forcing. They come about through just allowing ourselves to be Whatever is presenting right now is absolutely perfect. It's absolutely divine and it's absolutely okay. There's no need to go glam it up. In fact, your realness is so refreshing. Because it reminds me of my realness. It reminds me what actually matters. Sitting on a carpeted floor, just talking, laughing, cuddling, safety, not all of the extra fluff extra performance, just safety. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to connect again when we connect again. And I'm sending you so many blessings and so much love. Peace.